Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for seven years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Our newest course, New Beginnings, Daily Steps for Self-Acceptance and Peace of Mind, includes supportive lessons to help you make peace with your past and invites you to enter into the present moment feeling safe and calm. Learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with my wonderful friend and business partner, Ananga Sivir, who just celebrated her birthday. Happy birthday, Ananga. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ananga and I come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. And together we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And we're about ready any day now to celebrate 4 million downloads of Anxiety Slayers. Thank you so much for listening in. We really appreciate your support and we're pretty excited to uh, be facing 4 million downloads and continue to do this work together is it really is a blessing. Today we're going to be talking about how connection can help us heal anxiety. Welcome back Ananga. Hi Shen. Connection is so important. Kindness, connection, love, support when uh, suffering with anxiety. No doubt about it. Yeah, a lovely letter that we received this week from one of our listeners who said that our podcast had helped her speak to her friends and reach out to them and have some conversations about anxiety. And I was really happy to read that. There's a great stigma around anxiety. We often feel like we're weak or we're a failure and we're not coping as well as others? Why aren't we coping as well as others? So with these mental health challenges, often they create a disconnect, which does great damage. And we really do need to try and find ways to bridge that gap with kind connection. And when you can find the courage to talk with your friends and family, to to bring that conversation forward and to let them know what you're looking at, they are going to have a much better understanding of your situation versus if you're closed down or uncomfortable or feeling frightened or embarrassed. Please know that coming forward is going to be helpful for you and for them. I think it can be really helpful to set some guidelines around the conversations that we need to have with our friends and our loved ones. Very often when people see others suffering with anxiety, they want to help or they want to fix it, and they feel that they've got strategies and suggestions that may work for them, but might not work for you. So I think it's important to explain what you need, and that understanding means hearing, it means caring, it means listening without judgment, it doesn't mean fixing things, it doesn't mean finding solutions. Anxiety is very confusing. It can be completely life-ruining, and we don't need people trying to fix us. We do need people to be close with us and hear us without judgment. 
just to have the presence and support means everything. To have a hug, to have somebody who's just willing to listen. But as you mentioned, when you talk about setting boundaries, to just say, right now I'm feeling really uncomfortable and I don't need you to try and solve how I'm feeling, but I sure would appreciate it if you could listen. Mm. And as we become better communicators, the people that we love the most can support us in the way that we need. I think what you just said is worth writing on a card <laughs> and memorizing, you know, when we're, when we're confused and we're hurting and we need to be able to, to voice that, what we need, and, and also to let others know that you are helping me when you give me a hug, when you hear me without judgment, when you go for a walk with me, that is helping. It's a wonderful gift to be able to sit with others when they're suffering. That's real empathy, real connection. It is. And that's the form of understanding that we're talking about. It means being there. It means hearing and caring without judgment. We don't expect the people who love us the most to have a full comprehension if they have never experienced anxiety before, because they won't. Mm. You know, so by, by becoming a little bit more courageous and sharing in, in the way that, uh, that I just mentioned, you're going to see a big change with the people you spend the most time with. And that leads us to kindness. Kindness, loving kindness is open and caring and thoughtful. And it's the little things that we need in our lives, uh, like a cup of tea or a good conversation, going for a walk, humor. There's so many things that are in alignment with kindness. And we all deserve more kindness, especially when we're living in an age of disassociation. Yeah, those little acts of kindness are real gold, real treasures in a relationship. And yeah, we're talking about connection versus the disconnect that anxiety brings. And you mentioned disassociation, Shan. So I think this is really an important thing to bear in mind, that loss of connection increases anxiety. And to feel grounded and safe, we need to connect with our loved ones. We need hugs. We need eye contact. We need to connect with nature. At the moment, we've been talking about walking and getting moving for anxiety throughout the month of May. We've been talking about that on our Facebook page. So at the moment, I'm walking every morning in nature. And this morning, I just walked out of my door and I saw butterflies. I saw horses. I saw a wild rabbit. I saw bluebells. I saw green fields. It's just a regular little English country lane, but I saw so many nice creatures and aspects of nature to connect with. And I really find that that clears my head. So just to take that opportunity to step away from the screens and connect with the real world around us. You're making me want to go for a walk right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time of year is, is so beautiful and, and to get out in it really takes us away from the things that we might be fixated on or get moving for sure. Right now in uh, in northern Michigan, we have tulips popping up and daffodils that are just, just uh, finishing up and the buds haven't fully blossomed yet on the trees, but it is getting a little bit warmer and you can take all that in, you know, take that inventory of what's happening and what's changing and right in your, you know, wherever you live, you can you can do that. I think the other thing that we need to, to talk about today 
in relationship to getting out and about and being in nature is that also means stepping away from the screens that are in our faces all the time. We know that screens cause disconnection. You've seen people out to dinner or breakfast together, but not together, physically together, but people staring at their screens versus connecting and sharing a laugh and sharing eye contact and really being present. Yeah, it means that we're literally not present. We are taking in information through a glass window. It's not real. It's not really there. It's distracting. It's addictive. And anxiety becomes stronger and more present in our lives when we're disconnected, when we're disassociated. And in Ayurveda, the type of person who's more prone to anxiety is also more prone to scrolling and changing and kind of surface distraction. So there's a real challenge there. So very important to consider what you're taking in on screens and reduce screen time. It's not real. It's not there. When we're looking at nature on a screen, we're not really connecting with it. So if we're looking at good stuff on our screens, we need to go out and experience it for real. And if we're looking at disturbing stuff on screens, we need to switch them off because your anxiety Your imagination will take that stuff as real. If you see something shocking on a screen, it affects your nervous system. So really important, you know, go and do the good stuff you're looking at for real and switch off the disturbing stuff. That's so important. Remember when um, Pokemon Go came out and people were out walking off cliffs and walking into lakes and just doing these really crazy things? Because they weren't present in their body. They were on the screen. They were following the screen. Or you hear about people in national parks that get into trouble with wild animals because they're not used to, see, you know, they're only used to seeing them on the screen. Yeah. Or, or often they're in the national park on the screen, not paying attention to what's around them while they're, you know, right in the middle of it. So it's really, truly important to be present in the real world without these screens whenever possible. Ayurveda has some excellent tips to connect through your senses and calm your mind. And that includes taste. So being mindful of eating really healthy, clean foods. Right now, my family and I are in the midst of a a three-day juice cleanse, which is really interesting. But we're doing well. But being mindful of every taste and and knowing that we're doing something really good for our bodies is is important. It's also going to be very good for my mind as well. The scents that we take in, flowers, fresh air, essential oils, oh, digging in the dirt, you know, the smell of fresh soil. Also touch, bathing, oil massage, uh, getting out and grounding yourself on the earth, you know, take your shoes and socks off, get in your bare feet and stand on the grass. It's not only grounding, but it, you know, it's just so good for you all the way around to really feel your feet on the earth. Sounds, of course, calming music, sounds of nature. Make sure that you're supporting yourself with beautiful music, guided relaxations, things that are really nurturing. And then, of course, sights, what you're looking at, trees, water, flowers, big sky, open space, and, of course, spiritual imagery. Great ways to deepen connection by 
using the five senses instead of them being zoned out and disconnected, just entering into them and, and nourishing them and living life through our senses. Ayurveda teaches that our five senses are connected to the five elements in Sanskrit. In Ayurveda, they're called the Pancha Mahabhutas. Punch means five, maha means great, and bhuta means elements. So that means the five great elements. And when we use our senses, we're connecting to the healing potential within those elements. So hearing comes from ether, touch comes from air, sight comes from fire, taste comes from water. When I was doing my Ayurveda course, one of the practical exercises we had to do was to dry our mouth with a piece of tissue and then try and taste, put some salt on your tongue or some sugar on your tongue and you, you can't taste with a dry mouth so taste comes from water and smell comes from the earth so when we are aware of these five elements in everything and the connection with the five elements in our senses we can make everything into a meditation for example in a flower its color comes from fire its fragrance comes from the earth its texture its feel comes from the air and its sap or its taste comes from water so that brings an element of mindfulness and real deeper connection into our day in observing the elements in our food, in nature around us. And to spiritualize that meditation, all we have to do is appreciate the creator's artistry in nature. Uh. You've heard me mention how I like to meditate on the Bhagavad Gita before many times, Shan. And there's a beautiful chapter in the Bhagavad Gita in meditations on God in nature. And there's one verse I really like where Krishna says, Raso hum, which means I'm the taste in water. So whenever we drink water, we can give gratitude to the provider of the water. And when we bring this level of awareness into everything around us, then we can make a spiritual connection, which is the real antidote to all anxiety. This has been such an interesting conversation today. I'm, I'm so glad that we brought forward connection. We need to connect with the real world. We need to touch it, sniff it, taste it, grow it. You know, the, the more connected and grounded each of us are, the less we will experience anxiety. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than seven years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step -step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and get started today at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.